is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Dan. I despise Hallmark movies. And I am Camry Matheson, and I'm in a lot of Hallmark movies. And, and this, this is, is the Deck, Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. podcast. Oh, yes, boy, it is. Boy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, a special Thursday interview. Uh, typically on Wednesday today, we're on Thursday, uh, and we're very excited because our good friend Cameron Matheson is here. Listen, it's I'm just I'm just happy we get you. Like this is a special treat for us. You're a busy guy. I uh, I love hanging out with you guys. I'm glad it worked out. I I know we had to do a little day change, but thanks for, thanks for making it work. Guys. Well, you're in quarantine right now, uh, Cameron, yeah. so that's why we were able to get a hold of you. Because if right. not, you're working eight eight hundred hours in a twenty four hour day somehow. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so, I uh, think no, we're, we're well. Here. I I reached out and I was like, hey man, I don't know if this is what you want to be doing during your quarantine, but we'd love to have you on. And he was like, well, I got a full day of interviews, so maybe we can do it the next day. And I was like, I guess this yeah. is what you want to do with your free time. That's totally fine. You know, when, when you kind of coming up to stuff, I just, I, um, I knew this two week period was going to be here and I obviously was looking for cool stuff to do. And so I put all of my, I don't know, interviews or whatever it is, meetings, uh, to this two week period. So <laughs> yesterday was a busy day, man. So I know that we'll, we'll talk about home and family and the genesis of kind of the beginning of the end of, of home and family and quarantine and you know, all that good stuff. But this, is this your first like working acting gig post post like during COVID or have you done something else along with home and family along the way? No, I haven't. You're absolutely right. This is my first one um, that I've done since uh, COVID happened. And because I'm, I was on home and family, obviously I was only doing like one movie a year. Yeah. Uh, So the last one I did was Christmas club with Elizabeth Mitchell, which I talked to you guys about back in the day. And so it's almost been, I mean, it's just shy of two years since I've done one, which is kind of crazy for me because like a year and a half of COVID and then like just the timing or or so, um, with, uh, when, when we shot that movie. So, so are you pretty excited? Do you feel like you're going to be rusty? Are you ready to get back in the saddle? Like it's been a little bit. (laughs) I, I, I I mean, I am a little, I feel like I am going to be a little bit rusty. I, I mean, luckily, um, you know, the, who I'm working with, I know pretty well and, and all that, but I, I, uh, I, 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 those thoughts definitely came into my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. And from, I go right from this and then I go back to LA and I start on general hospital, uh, another acting gig, obviously. And, um, I'm like, man, I better get my, I better get those acting juices flowing. Yeah, again, you got to get those memorizing you, chops. Yeah. You can't be yeah. like, welcome to the movie. Like that's you're not right, hosting you the movie. Right. You know, yeah. it's going to be. Now, Cam, you transition. told us uh, this this particular project, this hush-hush that you're on right now, you wish you could share more, but you can't. And so we'll try to keep the questions vague, but having Candace and Lacey on the same set, how is that <laughs> going to work out, do you think? Oh, uh, imagine that. That would be pretty cool. Although, Lacey, uh, speaking of Candace and Lacey on the same set, not Candace, but Lacey, uh, Allison Sweeney, and is it Autumn Reeser? That, I think are three right, we're yeah. playing in, in the same movie together, which is like 
first time I've heard of that. It's, it cool. is very exciting. And it's something we, you know, occasionally we, uh, you know, no one asks no us. No one ever Hallmark. asks us. But we just throw pitches out there. And if anybody at Hallmark uh, proper is listening, they could totally steal them. And from time to time, we've been like, man, wouldn't it be great to just get a whole, a just a mega cast. cast? Yeah. We've been pitching a, um, a, a special, a, a, hit, a, a mystery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where the, all the mystery movies are coming together. So like we're more than one of them. They have to come together to solve like a, a serial yeah, killer. Travis Burke. And you got the whole yeah, gang. You got yeah. like mystery 101 with the teacher. And it's, it's like a globe trotting like series where there's you know you're interacting with multiple i mean you do you've done some mysteries back in the day you get what i'm saying or like maybe i do i do that would be fun that would be really fun i think that's a great idea and uh maybe somebody was i think i think Lacey's executive producing this um this uh it's called the wedding something wedding veil wedding veil yeah yeah so maybe she was listening i think it's a great idea you know honestly if you think about it I, I was trying to think about, cause I know the finances of how these movies can work for TV movies. You got to be really tight to the finances. So a lot of them shooting Canada, you get a lot of tax cuts. So I'm thinking, and I also know how much approximately, I don't know exactly how much, but that they're, they're, you know, their fees are to for doing these movies. So I'm trying to figure out how Lacey got the three yeah. of them in one movie and how it works financially, except for, Maybe there's some favors being because someone's doing a favor, and I like I, I, I we don't have to get into the weeds of how much people. But are how making, much but do you get? Ma- no, <laughs> uh, no the, but I do want to know. Like, is it possible to do it if you're only giving people a certain number of shooting days? So, like, I've always assumed like we're digging through Win Calls the Heart right now. Like we started at the beginning and we're podcasting it. We're watching one episode a week, and the show early on has of like one cohesive cast. But as the show goes on. They just add, Wind Calls the Hearts like a, 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 a Hallstar event, right? There's so many people. But we talked to Paul Green. They're never all on the screen at once, right? So they all have different shooting days and different. So like to do a 15-day shoot that was had three different mystery couples in it, you would almost have to make it to where they were only each shooting five days. And that way, if you're only shooting five days on a movie, you get paid less, right? Like that would be the way to do it, right? Well, I mean, I think in, you know, I've never done that, but I, I honestly believe that um, that's how they got around it. I mean, I feel like, like, here's the deal. You guys will work, you know, three days solo, and then there'll be two days where all three of us have to work together. So like, uh, by the way, I'm completely making this up. Yeah. But so that's a five day, you know, shoot. I mean, maybe Lacey, cause she's EPing it is in the whole thing. I don't know. Uh, but I think that's, that would be a way around it. Like I've thought about, cause I'm, I'm uh, now exploring kind of producing and pitching and creating some content myself. And I, I've actually thought about doing that and by bringing certain kind of names in, uh, but you'd have to do it, you know, just for a few days sort of thing. And so, Lacey, yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're right. But Lacey also has enough cred where she can call in favors. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Hey, I want to do this thing could you take a little bit less than your normal fee to do this one thing for me? And like, she's got enough clout that maybe that probably has something to do it. But then if it goes bonkers on the network, then maybe the network extends the budget. Like I'm assuming that that's the kind of snowball that we're looking for here. Yeah, you're probably right. I think, I think all that is fairly accurate. Yeah. Um, let's catch up last. We, uh, spoke to you, uh, it was this time last year, around this time last year. Yeah. Um, and everything was still shut down and all that stuff. Obviously so much has changed over the past year um you just recently uh did the last filming for home and family i believe was that last week or something like that yeah last um, Friday. Yep, wow. exactly. so uh obviously there's only so much you can get into but that like a lot of people are up you know
know, bummed by the ending of Home and Family, and I know you are as well. Um, how did that kind of happen? Do you feel like, you know, it was time, you know, things are a little bit different now. Let's, what are your feelings on it? How did it kind of come to be as much as you can kind of dive into that? Yeah. I mean, I think there's some stuff that is behind the scenes that we'll never know kind of thing, but um, you know, they, they, the network says that the announcement was that they really want to go in a different direction. I think, I think ultimately they're really focusing on uh, prime time on movies um, and series. Um, uh, and Honestly, you know, I don't, I, I know some ins and outs that, um, I probably shouldn't talk about, but I, you know, I think it, it's a tough decision. Shows come and shows go. Um, I, I think definitely that COVID didn't help from yeah. the perspective that we were off the air for so long right. mm -hmm. and they, you know, they were airing movies and they were airing golden girls and they were airing whatever they were airing in our time slot for, um, you know, off and on for, I think a year, like yeah. I think I only worked three months out of an entire year, uh, for, you know, in the studio, I was working from home of course, but, um, and I really feel like that hurt us. That sort of gave an opening to be able to say, well, you know, let's just kind of give it a last hurrah and, and send them off on their will. And, you know, I think, um, I think there's like just a lot of changes happening at Hallmark. And I think that was unfortunately one of the changes. It's the, my favorite job I've ever had uh, working with Debbie and the, all the family members is the greatest, the greatest experience I've had. I worked there for three years. The show was on for nine. Um, it's, it was like a super, super heartbreak. It came a little bit slowly. So there was some indication, you know what I mean? Like it was, there's some red flags already happening. So when all my children went off the air and I was on that for 14 years, uh, that was like out of nowhere. Like nobody believed that show could ever get canceled. And that one was a horrible gut punch. This one uh, broke my heart more, but I sort of saw it coming. Yeah. When they came back to, what was it? Three days a week. Were you kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like kind of see what's going on here type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was three days a week. And then uh, they were going to shoot only two days a week and get those three or four episodes, whatever it was into two days. And that, um, you know, that was obviously, that's not, that's not a good sign. I don't, you know, what? You, okay. You, in the you, business. You, that's not okay. Got okay. it. Good, good to know. Yeah, yeah, notes in, case you're, in case you're wondering if your show goes from 10 hours a week <laughs> to three hours a week, that's a red flag. Cause we were doing two hours, five days a week. And then we went to, well, hours, I, I will say this. It's not surprising. They couldn't keep it on the air because for like, we've had the opportunity to be on some local and national television shows. And for my money, it was the best we were ever treated anywhere yeah. when we were on home and family. I mean, wow, that's nice. the, the craft services area for the love was, am <laughs> was amazing. It was great. They treated us like we were camera math, like literally like I felt as though we were there every day and we were the star of the show. And then you, you were just locked in your, but you're, you're welcoming to everyone. And I, my question is not, I mean, I just wanted to let you know, like that's literally, we talk about the home and family set all the time. Like it felt like a legitimate family. So I can see how you were heartbroken, but no, thanks, you know, man. you're locked in every day. You clearly loved it. I remember asking you last time, Hey, would you be cool doing this for the rest of your career? And you were like, absolutely. I love it. It's my favorite job I've ever had. And it's clear that you like that day to day interaction, that, that grind where you're up against it. You had, it, you got everything memorized. You know, that changes are coming. People are in your ear. You love that. And literally that thing gets canceled and you're in a, you're, you're going to general hospital. Like, and, and it just seems like 
Cameron Matheson needs that daily kind of like thing that really pushes him and pushes, you know, what he does and what he likes to do as an actor or as a performer. Is that true? Like as soon as it canceled, were you looking for something else daily like that quickly or did General Hospital call you? I was actually looking for something else when, when we went down to two days a week. Mm. Um, uh, that's when the first contact with the general hospital was. I hope I can say that, you know, so I can, I, we sort of myself and Frank Valentini at GH contacted back then when we were down to two days cause I was going to have more time during the week. And mm. so to your point, even more so than you're saying, because I was going to feel <laughs> like I was going to be doing home and family for a couple and hopefully like GH for a couple. Um, that was the plan. Um, and then obviously home and family got canceled altogether, but I, I think I am. I think that's, I, I don't think I would have told you that, but like listen, listening to you talk about it and sort of describe that aspect to me, I think that's very true. I feel like I noticed what happened when I, during quarantine and COVID the last year or so, uh, I was pretty productive in a lot of ways. Uh, but eventually it caught up to me and um, it doesn't work well with, with me. Like uh, on this quarantine, yes, I'm, I'm booking a lot of Zooms, but I'm also booking a lot of real quiet time off of phones, off of everything. Um, and so I think w- when it's structured, uh, I, I think downtime is really important. But when I was kind of in that state where it was up to me to get things done or to shoot content for my Instagram or to whatever, I started to really slack. So I think I thrive um, with a set schedule. I also, you know, in this business, you guys know, it's like, um, you got to keep it going, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, they will forget about you really fast. So, um, I'm always out there trying to do my thing. My manager's out there trying to do my, you know, our thing. And, um, so that's part of it too. But I, I, I think that I function best. I'm, I'm most productive when I kind of have like a, a regular good schedule. Uh, I'm interested. You know, you uh, you did soap for so long. You left. You kind of did uh, some Hallmark squeaky clean stuff, family. Going back to soap worlds where things can get a little wild. How are you feeling about that, dipping your toes back into, um, you know, you're at home and family for so long, just day after day, just, hey, happy, happy, happy fun times, and now you go to General Hospital, it's a little bit, it's just a different vibe, so how are you feeling? Are you excited about the kind of the change of scenery? Yeah, I mean, the love scenes are different, like, you know, Hobart, we get like a little peck on the lips, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, and soap operas, I mean, you're... You're rolling around. I don't know what it's like now. It's been 10 years, but I mean, back in the day, man, you were, you know, the women were wearing their lingerie and you're rolling around doing that. And then also the storylines are getting shot in the head and, you know, killing people or whatever. We had to have asked you, what's the weirdest, what's the craziest storyline that you, your character ever had on, on, on soap opera? I love this storyline too. And it's completely ridiculous, but I had a six month relationship with a ghost. That's like right. a romantic yeah, yeah, relationship. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. I remember I, uh, you telling I us that, that one. I, I also, um, I, I hope I, this is okay to say on the show. If not, maybe just edit it out, but I donated sperm to a sperm bank. Um, my character was so like egotistical that he, just was like going to the sperm bank to make money, like pretty much every day. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, my, my girlfriend who wanted to have my fiance, I guess, or maybe she was my wife. 
uh, wanted to have a baby and I didn't want one, so she broke into that spoon bank and stole my sperm <laughs> and the whole thing. I mean, it just goes on. You know I can't even begin to tell you the storylines, dude. I do uh, think, you know, every time I hear these stories, I do think my dream job is writing for one of these shows. Uh, yeah. Like, it yeah. is just truly, let's just throw something but at the wall and just see what happens. At some point, those guys, even people like you, have been in it like 20 years and they're like, I got nothing left, man. I've already done the sperm bank storyline five <laughs> times. I To me, it makes a lot more sense if all the male characters, that's their side hustle yeah. in in these shows because then you can write it in yeah. and then just be like oh it just a sperm bank it's like just a sperm bank that's what happened there i love that have we that's done great. the ghost love scene <laughs> yes oh. the ghost breaks into the sperm bank hear oh, me out okay like, no. <laughs> listen it was amazing my my love interest got killed off the show and everybody freaked out so they brought her back as a ghost. But the medium that allowed me to kind of connect with her was this beautiful artist named Jill Larson, who is a, such a good actress. And I got to work with Jill. Like, it was so fun for me. It was during the days of Six Feet Under. Do you remember the show Six oh, Feet Under? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you know how they would have the ghost, the, the deceased uh, people kind of pop up in the scenes? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was sort of like that, but not done quite so skillfully. Yeah. Well, come on, come on. You you had to shoot every day, Cam. You're doing hundreds of pages a day. Let's not compare it yeah. to Six Feet Under. It's it's yeah, it's yeah. okay. We know what you were doing. <laughs> so uh, obviously, this is also opening up for you to get back into the the movie uh, the movie world, which we're really excited about. Um, I know you can't tell much about the thing you're quarantining for right now, but what is it that you're most excited for? to get back into the acting, the Hallmark movie world um, that you mentioned. It's been almost two years at this point. What's the thing you're most excited for for the, the 14, 15-day shoot that you're about to dive into? Yeah, I would say that um, there's something, I mean, you guys know because you cover you know just about every one of them. There's something really magical, really special about doing these projects. Um, I remember my first one that I did and I knew this was like going to be something I was hoping this would be something in my life for a long time. And yeah, there's been a two week break, excuse me, two year break since I've done it almost two years. But even before that, um, I was obviously at home and family for three years. So I was only doing one movie a year while I was on that show before that was entertainment tonight. And that restricted my ability to do a lot too. I was doing one or two uh, movies a year when I was on ET for those four years. And, um, you know, before that I was doing about three movies a year. So in, in uh, General Hospital, part of my deal is such that I will be allowed to do um, uh, homework movies, uh, a minimum two a year, so hopefully more. Nice. Um, and they, they take a lot of dark weeks out, so it's going to work out well. But uh, it's so what I'm looking most forward to is kind of getting back in the swing of things, getting back into the Hallmark family in this way. Even when I was on Home and Family and, and people loved that show, um, I always got, always, always, always got, like, we need you to do more Hallmark movies. We want you to do more Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, the Hallmark fans are about the movies. And yes. That's probably yeah. one of the reasons why Home and Family went off the air, but um, they they want their movies, they want their series, and then that's, and now I've got an opportunity to kind of get back into that world. Did you ever, on Home and Family, did they make you, or did you, like, watch any of these movies ahead of time to talk to the actors, or was it purely just a promo thing, like, tell us about your movie that's coming out this Saturday? it would be physically impossible yeah, for us yeah, to watch yeah. all the movies. We were doing like two or three movie interviews a day. Oh my gosh. Every day. Um, forever. Um, I guess it would be possible, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, you have no other life. Uh, so what we would do is we would watch uh, chunks of them. Right. So I get, um, 
you know, like not, not just the trailer, but you'd get like chunks of the scenes. If we're talking about a scene, I'd watch that scene and, and learn how it fits into the story, things like that. So yeah. um, that was what uh, Debbie and I and the producers kind of uh, were able to do. How are you kind of able to keep a, a pulse on what's, what's kind of like working what's popular? What are the Hallmark fans digging right now? Yeah. Um, and like work that into the show. Cause you know, there's just kind of being a part of this world we feel like we have a good feel for what's working, what's not working, what fans are liking, what fans are not liking. Did you feel like while you're doing home and family, you kind of had your hand on the pulse of the Hallmark fan and the, the, the fans that are not just rabid about rabbit, rabid, rabbit about, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I could never Cameron. do home I'm and sorry. family rabbit about, uh, not just home and family, but the movies, uh, as a whole, did you, did you feel like you had yeah, a good handle I think on that? Yeah, you kind of you kind of um, definitely do, and you hear feedback on certain things, like, you know, like for instance, I eat pretty healthy and I eat pretty clean, um, and that is not popular on Home and Family. No, <laughs> like, like in other words, when I, I mean, I think people appreciated it. I think I think the education, at least some people sort of reached out, but the like the recipes that would go gangbusters were the ones that were like super easy to make. Can you still hear me? Yeah. 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 We're good. Yeah. You were super easy to make and they were just full of like, you know, flour, sugar, and just stuff like, you know, that I typically don't do. So those <laughs> recipes are the ones that um, would go really well, but you know, home and family was very kind because they let me kind of put my influence in and um, try to help show people how they can cook a little bit healthier too. Um, I think, I think people love the positive stories they love. This is, this is where home and family and the movies are the same, uh, that Hallmark channel, in my opinion, in my experience, it's about making people feel good. It's about improving one's lives. If it's through escapism, through the movie and, and there's the little hidden messages in there and things that we can take away or through interviews and, you know, DIYs or through, you know, like, um, other ways that we could spread positive stories and, and, and uh, volunteering and things like that that we would do at home and family. Um, so those that through line at Hallmark is what people want. They just want that um, feel-good situation. And I believe that now, even with the changes at Hallmark, I believe that they, they still, you know, the, they, they, I think we're looking for different types of movies because, you know, a lot of the feedback is the movies are too similar. But but the essence, the, the, the positive, the good spirit, the, the triumph over challenges, all of that is what people really want and really relate to. I want to ask you this question because I've watched a, a good bit of Home and Family in my, in my days. I feel like I would love doing the interviews, the baking. Sure, we've done some baking on Good Morning America. It's fun. But I've also seen some just really dumb crafts on Home and Family. And I know, like, for <laughs> me, I would be doing the craft and I'd be like, this is so dumb. Like, why am I putting this styrofoam ball on this thing? Like, just buy a lamp. Like, why am I trying to make a lamp? <laughs> Was there ever a craft that you were doing where you were like, what in the world is this? And did it ever go terribly wrong for you? <laughs> I got to be careful how I answer this. Yeah. Cam is too nice to answer this. The, the, the crafts are all great. It. Did it ever not go great for the you? The people are all great. No, the crafts the, maybe the, not. Um, no, even, even like we all know which crafts are, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Um, 
you'd be surprised which ones go, you know, gangbusters. I'm sure all. I would. But um, like the ones that I loved would always like, you know, would be these big construction things. Like you make a big wood framed mirror and they, that would never go well. Yeah. But the little dinky kind of little decor or Christmas stuff would go really, really well. But no, I mean, yeah. I blew up a hot glue gun on my first couple weeks there. Oh man. I um I burned myself constantly on that hot glue. I mean, it was it is hot. <laughs> hot glue is hot, people. And um They don't tell I you did, that in uh, training. They, they don't tell you that in oh training. Oh my god, I yeah. did this great sewing segment. Oh my I was I'm so nervous around a sewing machine because I it was like a gag on, on the on there. I would, you know, they would be like, Oh god, Cameron's in a sewing segment, you know, whatever. <laughs> Here we go. And I finally got it right and I did it. And it was so amazing. And I, we had this guest family member come on. I think it was Lauren Matt. I can't remember who it was. And when we were done, um, I realized I didn't put thread in the sewing machine. Oh, my god! So, I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, so, boy. stuff like that happened to me. Like, I was so meticulous. I'm like, this is the best I've ever done. Wow, this is great. I took it out. I was like, wait, what the heck? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, great. that happened all the time. I love it. Man, so, show gets cut from 10 hours to three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Not not good. Hot glue gun. Hot. Hot. Yeah. I got those got two. I'm gonna keep writing them. We're though. just learning things, those man. Two. We're just learning is, things. Yeah, put that on a sign or okay. something. Hot glue. <laughs> yeah. Hot. Is hot. hot. Believe hot. it or not. Cam, is there a, a, a an actor, uh, fe- female male actor on the network that you kind of saw the the rise of, like in your time on Home and Family? Mm. Like maybe you interviewed them early on. Or like maybe just heard through people talking on the social media chains that like you observed kind of over the your time on Home and Family by the time you left, if you had this person on, you know, Lacey, Candace, Danica are the mainstays, but like guys or girls like that you had on by the time you left, you're like, oh my goodness, this this actor really moves the needle. You know, I, I never know what moves the needle. They don't, they don't tell us, um, but I know I, you can just tell that star quality. Um, I mean, I don't think I saw her necessarily rise because she was always a big deal. But your buddy Mickey Deloche oh, yeah. uh, is is uh, was always somebody that I I don't think from one perspective is considered one of like the the queens, but she's like to me she's a queen of Hallmark for sure. You get it. Um, you get it. Yeah, we always say that. We always she say that gives the best performances in these. Like she her her performances are just always like nuanced, and she she owns the character she makes it her own like we're we're big nikki deloach fans over here so yeah yeah, yeah she she does a great job you know but speaking of somebody that, that i saw kind of come on and, and rise fame, it was actually um a dude two guys uh one is uh your buddy paul green yeah paul and i um we were ready for this we were in i gotta get this right nine it was 1994 five maybe wow Wow. and we were in the ford supermodel of canada competition (laughs) (laughs) and and he and i first met back there we also were in italy modeling at the same time so we go back to the ford supermodel of canada who which of you placed higher in this event now i need to know do you remember this I'll tell you. And I honestly, from my heart, feel like they made a mistake. Oh, no. That means you uh, won, right? I, I won. Yeah, oh, wow. Rodney. Yeah. And honestly, I, I genuinely think like that I wasn't that great of a model. Like, I don't know. Maybe I was, I, I don't know. I was maybe a little bit more. I think he was quieter and shy back then. And he wasn't, maybe I charmed people. I don't know. 
but um he he was such he's such a kind of cool look and even today like I got to work so hard at getting like these great pictures on Instagram. I feel like he just gets out of bed and has them. Like he, he, he definitely should have won that. Um, by the way, we didn't get anything. Like who cares? Yeah, You didn't, like, you didn't get you know a check or anything. Like, you got this sweet like, story though. Yeah. And, and I, it gave me a sweet story to talk about with him and to, give him crap about. To be but fair. Don't tell him I said that, that I think he should, actually he could tell him. If you think Paul Green rolls out of bed and does anything before he meditates for half an hour, you got another thing Man. coming. That guy, his routine is absurd. Like yeah. I, you say you watch your, you, you know, you watch what you're eating stuff. I, his like, he went through it with us the last time we had him on. He is, it is one of a kind, man. Like he is, that is, he's working over there. Like he's a good looking dude. He's cool as, as ice. Nobody but, inspires but, me and makes me feel worse than, than, Paul, than Paul Green. Green. <laughs> yeah. Cause he just is like, all you got to do is only eat fresh vegetables yeah. all the time. And we're like, vegetables suck, Paul. And he's like, no, you're just not cooking them right. And then he goes through how to cook a vegetable to make it tasty. And we're like, it sounds great when you say it, but but my, my man is doing it, man. He's he's uh you know he's he he talks about his routine like from sun up to sundown yeah. every day. So no, he, yeah, he's not rolling out of bed on Instagram. No, are, you, are you are you? You had a second one though. You said there oh, was, there's there a was second two? one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Brennan Penny. Um, you know Brennan? Oh, yeah, I know Brennan. We do know Brennan. Yeah. Yeah, he he was in a, a small part in a Hallmark movie with me. I don't know many years ago, and. Um, and I, I saw him and he made me laugh on set more than anybody in my entire <laughs> life. He was so incredibly funny and yeah. witty and fast, like off, Do it. you know, on camera, he was amazing. He was playing a bad guy, but off camera, he was so, such a star quality. I was like, this guy's going to have his own sitcom and now he's off and he's in series for Hallmark and he's got his own movies for Hallmark and he's doing great. You know so what? I was happy to see both those guys kind of rise up and do all. No, it doesn't. So we, so Brandon Penny doesn't really do podcast interviews. It's a, it's a thing. He just doesn't do them. Um, and so we kind of have a running bit on deck to Hallmark where we're always like, is, do we, we got Brendan Penny on the line? Like it's a joke that we have, but we, we really, yeah, seriously. What the heck? It, but what's funny about well, it is, is that whenever you want me to text him, text him, find out why. Absolutely. Say, hey, Brennan, deck the Hallmark, deck the Hallmark would, guys want to know why the heck you won't come on their show. Yes. We have been dying to get this guy on the show. Brendan, Cam Matheson here. Hope you're doing well, brother. Period. I'm on with deck the Hallmark guys and they want to know why you refuse to do their show. Period. We need to figure this out. ASAP. He's gonna he's gonna reply I, back. It's probably because they they trashed my last movie or something. I like love that. it, Cam. It's definitely possible, dude. We have been trying to get that guy on the podcast for two and a half years, but I always after the last movie he was in, Beverly Hills Wedding or something, I said, I bet this guy is actually the guy that I would most like yeah. to hang out with, Offset. Like he seems like the guy that's actually like really funny, and 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 you saying that confirms all yeah. of that to me. Whatever you think, however funny you think he is, it's exponentially funnier. Wow. Like every every actress that ever comes on promoting a movie that they did with Brendan Penny, they're like, I've never laughed so hard on myself. And he doesn't even try. It's not like he's trying. Like he's he's not like hey, hey. like he's just <laughs> really funny. Hold on, let me just make sure I got this right here. I'm on I'm on wood. That doesn't make sense. No, no, you're not. Don't send that. He's gonna no, be very concerned. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the yeah. Hallmark guys. Yeah, they want to know. These are the show. It's very sad as it be, and I'm gonna put a smiley face. There you go. Yes, yes. 
You've yeah, um, you've mentioned it a couple times. You know, I love it. P- taking pictures for social media. I have n- never really given it much thought, and maybe it's just because I'm just a random dude. But like, I post whatever. I don't have a following. How much thought like goes into it? Like on your end, like how much time do you spend a week going? I mean, I gotta take. I haven't done a shirtless one in a while. Let's get one of those ones cranked out real quick. Like what goes, what's the process for you for social media to make the people uh, remember that you exist and stuff? Yeah. Like not, it's not that much to, yeah. to tell you the truth, but I, 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 what I do think is man, I should do more. You know, I think about that. Um, and honestly, um, my wife is really like incredible photographer and, and really has, has these plans. And so I capitalize enormously because she's shooting all this stuff and I get her, right. I get her rejects <laughs> and I get to post those, which are still amazing. Um, but, uh, I honestly feel, I, I wish that I could be one of those guys that was not, that just kind of kept it more real. Like, I, like, I, I don't want to have to post and Like, I just want to kind of put the video on and be like, Hey, what's up? Guys? Like I, I did it recently when I was in quarantine. Like, I just need to do more stuff like that. Um, versus posting a picture and writing the caption and all of that kind of stuff. I feel like when I'm just more myself and just kind of, um, just do a snapshot or like, you know, and to me, that's more authentic and more, um, more real life. And it's, and it's actually, they actually typically do better too. But, um, so yeah, I, I feel like I need to think less about it. Cam, uh, I, I, your birthday is on IMDB. I don't know if it's accurate, but based upon your age on IMDB, you, you look better and younger than I do. Um, <laughs> and it's not even close. 51, 51 everybody. 51. Okay. I, I, you're, you're over 50 years old, Cam. That is it. That, that first of all, I'm, I, I'm done. Yeah. Just, we gotta, we gotta call it. <laughs> what point, is, man. what's the health regime, Cam? Like, what is it? Is it just like, you know, lay off the sugar and play golf? Like, what do you like? Are you like, uh, like, uh, Paul Green was telling us he's an intermittent fast guy. Like that's his thing yeah. is intermittent fasting and then no sugar. Like those are his two yeah. things. Like, do you have a thing that you're like, they gave you a hard time on home and family. Like you don't eat X or you're a, a keto guy. Like, is there, is there something that you do religiously like that? You know, I got, um, I, I, I've tried a lot of things. Like I've really experimented. So I'm, I'm very much like Paul in the regimen. I, I do like full on meditations when I get up and I, I, I have, I do, I'm doing a structured meditation retreat through this two week period. Like I'm, I'm very much in line with, there's nothing wrong with meditation. Nothing we're not, at we're all. Not I'm just saying you said Paul know, rolled out of bed and did the Instagram photos. You know, like, no, I, no, no, no. I, I understand. He's grinding. I, understand. I, um, but yeah, I'm very, I, I big believer in intermittent fasting. I am also a guy that, um, that stays off sugar because it doesn't work for me. I'm seriously the, the, the key to this. I have another Instagram handle called all health 360, where I get into the three sort of spheres that I go into about health, emotional and and spiritual health, uh, nutrition, and also uh, exercise. So I got a whole other handle that I work on around this, but the whole essence of it is that we're all different and I'm different than I was a few years ago with what works for me. And I change up like, um, so I'll do intermittent fasting for a while and try low carb and then I'll incorporate six small meals a day, you know, uh, you know, with carbs and like, I'll, I'll change it up. And I really to check out what's going on with myself. And I feel like we're all very different. So, um, I believe there's a lot of information out there that can get really, really confusing. Like for me, eating raw vegetables was literally the worst thing that I have incorporated into my, uh, health and fitness lifestyle than anything else. I felt 
bloated. I was distended. I had not great energy. Um, I turned green. Like, um, so I, 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 so you, but but it works for Paul and it works for a lot of people. Um, but it does not work for my gut microbiome, you know, for the way that, that I digest food. I, it just ferments inside my stomach and makes me feel horrible. So, um, yeah, do I still eat a lot of fruits and veggies? Yeah, but am I careful about the ones I eat? But as far as the ones that what I would say to people about, you know, trying to, I mean, get a good amount of sleep. I know it sounds silly and we hear it all the time. Sleep is so important for longevity, uh, for anti-aging. Uh, really watch your processed carbohydrates and sugar. Doesn't mean you don't eat carbs. You don't. You can eat carbs. You can have like sweet potatoes and you can have squash and yams and potato. You know, you go ahead. That, that stuff's beautiful. Like real food. It's the processed gluten and like pasta and all that kind of stuff that's wreaking havoc on our bodies and our inflammation, making our digestion horrible, throwing off our hormonal our hormonal balances and stuff, um, making us tired at the end of the day. Um, on this, on this retreat, I've given up coffee on this retreat, on this quarantine, I've given up coffee for a while, Wow! but just, but again, coffee is like my one vice. I love coffee. And does that mean I'm going to drink it for the rest of my life? No, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to let my kind of my cortisol, my adrenals kind of balance and get settled and kind of get back into it. And then I'll, I'll be able to drink coffee again in moderation. But so I'm always on the quest for, for what's working for me in the moment. And I do a lot of tests. I do a lot of blood work, a lot of gut tests. I do a lot of like toxin and mold and, and things like that test to see how my body's doing. You guys know I went through a kidney cancer uh, situation about a year ago. So, um, I'm big into all this and, uh, and it's working. Like I, you know, I definitely noticed the, the, the benefits. And so, um, there's, it's a, but if I was to give three things, it would be sleep, watch your processed carbohydrates and sugar. Um, don't be afraid of healthy fats. That's three. Yeah, that's and, three. And, and move your body. Four. Move your and, body. And get out there. Move your body. Do something. Walk. Do something that you love to do. Um, I mean, like obviously that all sounds wonderful for you. Uh, we, uh, I just came off of 150 ounces of diet Coke and 12 chicken wings for lunch. So I'm going to try to meet you in the middle somewhere. Uh, I'm going to do my best anyway. What would be like, do you, are you now to the point at 51 where you don't even do like a cheat? Like there's never a cheat meal. Like, like when I say, oh, cheat sure. meal, like I'm talking oh, about yeah. like, a yeah, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. like what's I'll do, your I'll do a cheat week? What's your go-to? Like, what's the thing that when you're trying to, you know, not have any of these carbs, processed food. What is the Mecca of cheat meal? Like what's the thing that's like, this would be the ultimate cheat meal for you. I mean, I love pizza. Mm. I love like potato chips. I love cookies. I love ice cream. I go deep on ice cream. Um, uh, you know, if somebody's having a birthday, obviously I'll, I'll, I'll dive into the cake almost literally. Um, you know, I, I, I do this so that I can, uh, have cheat meals or, or, you know, fantastic, you know, whatever you call them. Yeah. Love it. Well, whatever you're doing, man, it's working. I mean, you're going to, you're going to be 108 and look like I look right now. So there's, there's that, you got that going for you. Oh, I appreciate Do it. Do we yes. got a, Bur- a Bren- Brendan Penny update? <laughs> oh, wait, let me check. <laughs> I did see my phone light up. No, he hasn't texted me back. Oh no, man. Brendan, that's just like, oh him. my God, he's going to ghost me now. He's going to ghost me. Gonna dude, that's just, yeah, that's you just, just lost like a friendship. Yeah, buddy. dude, he's blocking you now, pal. Um, he's yeah. blocking you now. I want to know, uh, for the, for the people that, uh, you know, loved watching you daily on Home and Family and like us think that you're a great host. Is there anything on the pipeline or down the pipeline 
you're a better host you, than me. You ra- should ask the question. Rabid. That, that, you, <laughs> that you can tease or that you're thinking about that kind of gives you that kind of hosting platform because you are really great at your great interviewer. Yeah. And uh, if not, we'll just pitch you a podcast on our network and yeah. it'll be a great time. Yeah, man. I'd love that. I, um, I do. I, I've got, um, I've got some things brewing um, on to quite honestly, we're really hoping, and I think I can say this, we're really hoping to get another kind of a uh, lifestyle show up and going somewhere. It was a very, very profitable show. Um, you know, Deb is working incredibly hard and I'm, I'm definitely helping her out and working hard too and trying to get that up and running. There's opportunities for that. Um, we'll see. We'll let you guys know for sure. Cause you'll, uh, definitely be coming on. Um, I'd like to hear that. And, uh, yeah, I've got some other kind of, uh, opportunities too. My all health 360, this, this sort of Instagram handle that I do just out of like a hobby, uh, has, created a little bit of an interest too to for like a YouTube channel, something like that. So, um, that's a possibility, uh, as well as, uh, a couple other hosting gigs out there, but I appreciate you saying that. I, um, um, I definitely feel like I've been lucky in the last, pretty much the last 20 years of my 25 years in this business. Um, I've been hosting and acting at the same, you know, back and forth quite a bit. And, uh, I've been really, really lucky. So I don't want to let go of that because I, I love that. But ideally, I mean, like ideally you'd like to continue to do both. It sounds like, um, but if you had to pick one, like if, if one, like, it seems like you've done entertainment tonight, you've done home and family. It seems like something that you always, it finds you if you don't find it because you're a natural at it. Like if you had to pick one, if it was like daily going into general hospital or knowing you have a hosting gig or whatever, which would you pick? I think it's a good question. It really depends on what job it was. It really depends on what job it was. If it was home and family, uh, I would have stayed on there. Like I told you guys for the rest of my life. Um, you guys are frozen. Can you still hear me? I hear yeah, you. yeah, yeah. We're, we're good. Can you hear oh, us? Okay, good, good. Okay. Um, Brendan's messing with things I, already. If it, if it was like an acting gig, you know, like depending on a certain acting gig, like I, I, there's something really amazing about, you know, hosting a show that's, that's filled with positivity and trying to benefit others. So I love that aspect. Uh, but if I was on like a comedy, if I, if I could get a job like a sitcom or something, even though there's sort of few and far between these days, um, I, uh, I probably would write out my career there because that would, that would be a real dream for me. Have you ever done like I've, I? We looked at your IMDb last time. Like, you, have you ever had the chance to do a sitcom like regularly? Yep, I did. Um, but only as a as a guest host. Excuse me, guest star. I uh, I did Spin City. Oh, okay. I've done uh, Hope and Faith. I did three three episodes of Hope and Faith. I did. Um, wait a minute. I said Spin City. I meant um, Drew Carey show. My okay. girlfriend was on Spin City. I didn't do Spin City. I got you. I was about to say. Uh, but I did uh, Drew Carey show. I did uh, What I Like About You with Jenny Garth. I did, uh, I've done about five sitcoms, but only as guest stars. Okay. So that would be, a, that's that's another. I love it. I love it. Um, before we dive into the rapid fire, uh, I don't know if this has been uh, talked about. I don't know if you can, but General Hospital, it's coming. Um, do you know anything about your role or what your you know kind of character will be like? And if so, uh, can you tell us anything? And if not, you know, the we'll let people is, know. This is, this, this is the truth. I got the character name, which apparently I'm not allowed to say, but I've been trying to get a meet. Like I'm like, great, awesome. I love it. That's fantastic. So when can we have a meeting and figure out what I'm going to be doing, who I'm going to be working with, what my store, like what's going on? Like, this is awesome. I love it. And I literally 
I've, I can't get any, if I didn't sign the contract, I would honestly think that I didn't actually get the job. Like they've, if I didn't sign the contract, I would be like, they have changed their mind and they've got a different direction because I, I can't find Dude, out anything. Good I news. love that we live in a world yeah. where you can uh, sign a contract. The, the, uh, uh, like the thing can go out to all the news channels. Everybody's reporting on it and you still have no freaking idea what's going on. No idea. I love I it. No idea. The I love news. it. When I start, I don't know when I'm going to be airing for the first time. I don't know what, who I'm going to be working with. I don't know. I don't know anything. Well, the producers of General Hospital are huge Deck to Hallmark yeah. fans. So, so we'll, they're going to get the message yeah, We'll now. get them in contact with you, and you get us in contact with Brendan Penny. And I think that's we'll right. all it's be It's a full uh, circle we'll at that point. Beautiful. Yeah. Brendan Penny it. update? <laughs> this is just rude, man. Now, now, I'm, now I'm personally insulted. Now yeah. he's not doing the Deck to Hallmark, and he's also not doing the Cameraman's Test Podcast. That's, that's exactly right. right. I like That's it. exactly that's right. That's true. Um, let's do rapid fire. Let's do it. We'll each uh, get to ask you three uh, questions uh, about anything and everything, and you answer as honestly and quickly if you want to as possible. I'll start with Dan. Per- percent chance we see you, Cameron Matheson in a 2021 Hallmark Christmas movie. Ooh. I'd say 60%. 60%. Dang, I, I like, like that. It. Yeah. I like 60% because... It could still not happen, and we understand. But now our hopes are up. That's right, and I like perfect. that. I like that. That's exactly where I want to be. Um, you were you you just uh, went up to Canada. What were you listening to? Was it music? Was it a podcast? Were you listening to anything on your on your trip up there? I um, listened to a uh, like a <laughs> like an Eastern philosophy class. Like a like a psycho Eastern psychology class. Wow, wow. man, this guy <laughs> about is something in particular or just no? It was like um, let me think about this one. It was a, a specifically sort of Buddhist philosophy on um. Let me just think about what it was on. Oh, karma. It was about karma. It was about actions and effects. About um, basically, you know, engaging in positive actions and they create sort of like you know more positive experience right. or and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, in the in Brendan Penny's case, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your uh, your favorite. Yeah, pass that along to him, yeah, please. Yeah, your favorite <laughs> sitcom, like uh, over the course, just watching TV. Your favorite or most memorable sitcom. Okay, my favorite sitcom. So people out there, you, you guys know, but people at home, sitcom is like a multi-camera format, and it's got a, an audience, and that's technically a situation comedy. That's like a sitcom. So my favorite sitcom was Seinfeld, but my favorite overall all-time comedy, which was a single-camera comedy, which was technically not a sitcom, um, as far as I understand the definition, I could be wrong, but I think so, is The Office. Okay. All right. I love it. Yeah, I like that answer. Um, let's do, what's your, uh, you know, you've done some red carpets in your day. Uh, has there ever been like an embarrassing red carpet moment or something that happened that you were like, I hope nobody saw that, um, as you're walking on red carpets and the lights are flashing. I feel like I would constantly be like checking my zipper. Like I just have a zipper issue. Um, and that's me. That's just me personally. But has there ever been anything for you that you've been like, boy, I hope that didn't happen. Oh my God. I hope I find the picture by the time I talk to you. So I'll tell you what, it wasn't when I was walking the red carpet, uh, but I'm sure I've tripped and stuff like that. But this is when I'll never find it. Will I? Cause it's in my favorites and I have a thousand favorites. This is when I was um, interviewing on the red carpet, Jennifer Aniston, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And I've met several times and, you know, we kind of, you know, know each other nicely, right. like cordially. And I, they had me, it was Christmas. What was the movie? Oh, it was, uh, 
It was the it was a Christmas movie that she was in. Was it uh the was the breakup a Christmas the, movie? No, no, it was the it was the it was the the Christmas party, the the office Christmas party. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, office yeah, Christmas yeah. party. That's what it's called. She was in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Yeah. So they had me dress up as an inflatable snowman on the red carpet oh, interviewing boy. people as they came down. And for whatever reason, I agreed to do this. And so I interviewed, so it was just, and she looked at me because we know each other. We had the same acting coach and she was bent. Like it was, there was like this mutual respect. I think I hope, you know, up until that point anyway, I was about and to say. she came up to me on the red carpet and I'm wearing this inflatable snowman with a hat and a ball. And like there's the fans going, you know, the whole thing. And she's like, Cameron, 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 Cameron. <laughs> it was horrible. It was a horrible moment. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. No, just I mean, I'll never forget. It's embedded in my mind. Her disappointment and oh, the look on her face. She, she, she couldn't I, hide it. I mean, that that story tops it. I think I that, that story, story is unbelievable. Is there yeah, a? Uh, I, I really want to find the photo because somebody snapped a photo of my worst moment ever. Oh, thank, anyway. thank goodness. When you find that photo, we would love to see it and maybe post it. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe uh, we can post it when we uh, uh, promote this, uh, this episode. This episode. Yeah. We can post it and say, find out the story that yeah, came tells that. that goes along okay, with this. Okay, all right. So then I don't have to find it in real time That's right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you good. You find you're good. it okay, and yeah, people yeah. know it at that point. Okay, great. What is, since we're talking about entertainment tonight, uh, you got to interview a lot of celebrities over the years. What's yep. the most awkward or, we, or weird just like man, that person is so far removed from reality. Uh, you know, interview or re interaction with a celebrity. Like, and if you don't want to say a name, you can just share the story. Yeah, but, you know. Say the no, name. No, I can say a name. I, I can say it. a name because he wasn't that he was so far removed from reality. He just so clearly didn't want to, it was for a press junket. And I'm sure in the contract he signed. Had to do it. That he, do it. he had to do it. And, and he didn't want, he wasn't rude. He wasn't unkind. But he just was not there. Like he just, he clearly, he was, a, it's Liam Neeson. Okay. Wow. Okay. I thought it was going to be Johnny Depp. I, I had thought Liam for sure Neeson. it was going to be Johnny Depp. Oh, I wish I got to, I only interviewed Johnny Depp on a red carpet. He was okay. But um, Liam Neeson, he showed up and he was, he was there and he was just kind of sitting there. And you know, he's one of the coolest guys in the world. <laughs> and he was just sitting there and it was just like, so I'd ask him a question and your daughter in this movie and the thing, and whatever, but boom, and he's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, oh, okay. I mean, the thing with the thing about that, but when you got ready for it, I mean, you know, kids were taken and you come into this movie and then he's just like, no, nah, I, I don't really, uh, I mean, and the, and the pauses were so dead air. It was just like, I don't really think like that. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Is this anywhere to one, watch? Like, did it get? Did I it have get published? To find this interview somewhere. Literally, literally. <laughs> I think there was a few little sound bites I got out of him. I think when I started talking about his daughter, he perked up a little bit. Uh, but other than that, he literally was just there out of sheer, you know, contractual contract obligation. Obligation. <laughs> 
Exactly. I'm here so I won't get fined. But listen, like that guy has made the same movie every Eight year times. for the yeah. last ten years. It's just like is, how what else could you possibly he's want out to know for about vengeance? Me? He's right. already thinking about That's his exactly next right. vengeance film. He exactly doesn't right. have time. He's he's got to yeah. and, 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 and I left liking him. I didn't laugh like <laughs> I didn't leave going like what a jerk. He was he was nice. He was like, Okay, man, cool. Yeah, sure, dude. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> he just is like that. This is this is the bit. This Some is guys you I walk away with that and you're just like, man, that guy, that's he's awesome. Man. Yeah, Liam like, Neeson's you know, one of those dudes. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't I care. mean, if Liam Neeson is no. in an action movie, I'm gonna go see it. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like he just is. He has that gravitas about him that that I Anne think. Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway laid into me in a red carpet interview. Oh. My producer, it was in Canada actually. My producer gave me this question to ask her. Oh, no. And it just triggered her. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a horrible question. It was about, I think she just had her baby maybe a year ago. And, and in the movie, I hadn't seen the movie and that's never a good idea, but I didn't have a choice. It was, a, it was a tiff. It was, a, you know, so there was like 400 movies and, um, and I asked her a question and set her off and she just laid into me on camera in front of like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Did she, have- and she apologized later. She apologized later when we had the, the junket. So I, I did the intercar. I got laid into by Anne Hathaway. Oh. And then like the next day I had to sit down with her in the junket. Hey, oh, hey you remember me? <laughs> and immediately she came up to me and she goes, I want to apologize uh, for talk for, for, you know, getting angry with you. And, uh, and I, and, and she said, I, I could have handled it differently. And I, and I was like, honestly, and it was totally fine. And you had a perfect right to, and, and, uh, I, it's fine. And we had a, we had a decent interview after that. Wow. I mean, decent, decent. Yeah. <laughs> decent is a step up from getting berated on the red carpet. Big step. Big yeah, step. Yeah. I feel like we could just Cameron, if you don't have a hosting gig, you doing a podcast, just telling stories. I feel like. Love it would maybe work out and we're we're the podcast guys so you just let us you just know. Cut, you you got you got the number you just holler you just let Brendan us penny know. update real quick before i ask you the last uh, <laughs> last question oh we got Brendan penny we got an answer hey oh my god are you ready i'm ready matheson what is deck the hallmark <laughs> <laughs> no. brendan come on man Brendan, you got to fire your people, man. Dude. You got to fire your people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Brendan. Oh, now he's going to Google it and it's going to get ugly. Because if he <laughs> no. listens to everything we've said without no, we any context. That guy. Oh, but man. But you got him on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, last question. Once you uh, finish <laughs> replying to poor Brendan Penny, who's really... Just, uh, just lost in the ochres here. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'm listening. No, uh, if we were to uh, s- spend the day together, are you doing Christmas Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let's be say at we're, let's say we're gonna hang out in Christmas Con. That, we, that sounds great. So that's in New Jersey. We're, let's go to New York City because let's be honest, what are we doing in Jersey? Yeah. Let's go to the city. Um, what are you doing? Show us a good time. Let's hang out together. What would be a dream day with the boys uh, with Cameron Matheson kind of leading, leading he the He did this charge for us in LA when, and it was a golf thing. Okay. And I was on board yeah, yeah, yeah. in New York City. Now I'm interested to hear what he's got for us. I'm sure you got stuff in New York, right? Oh, uh, I better deliver because I was going to golf. You realize I was going to get, get you a, a, a couple cases of beer, put them in a cooler. And I know some great golf courses in around New York. Of course, Christmas in New Jersey. I'm not sure where we'd be playing. Um, I would. Okay. All right. I would. Here we go. I would. I would start us down in Soho. 
Yeah. There's a great, great brunch place down there, Balthasar. Um, we have we have brunch down in Soho, in Tribeca, or maybe it's Tribeca. Because you can't go and, to New York uh, without brunch, right? I mean, like that's on. just a rite yeah. of passage. You know, we go. That's where we start our day, man. That's where we start our day. Then we head up. We head up to Rockefeller, and we, um, we that's when the cocktails start flowing. And we hit the ice, and we do a little ice skating uh, infused with cocktails. <laughs> wow. And then... I just want um, everybody just to picture just uh, <laughs> me, Panda, Dan, and old camera resident just skating at Rockefeller Plaza, Christmas tree behind us. Mimosas and cocktails. Yeah, deep. we're just We're drinking. already there. Yeah. That's, that's it's just... very romantic. It's a slightly more romantic than I planned it when I first said it in my head. But that, you know what I mean? It's okay. There's it's, nothing it's wrong right. with that. It's, no, no, no. It's a bromance. It's a bromance. Yeah. And then... Um, and then we would head over to Chelsea Piers on the west side of Manhattan where they have heated golf driving range Let's stalls. go. Let's go. And automatic ball popper uppers. No. The on the tee? And you hit it and you go. Oh, I love that. Come on, Cam. Man. I love that. Stop selling, Cam. Just That's stop a great selling. Day. This is unbelievable. That's a great day. And we will, hold it, we will hold it against you. If yeah, we don't try that Christmas con. We'll all right. There. You got it. You can't sign it. all these autographs for your adoring fans. You got to go get mimosas with the boys. Um, I, I, <laughs> never, right. I never don't chuckle to myself when I remember that Christmas con's in New Jersey. I don't, there's just something about it that I think. Let's get everybody we all, in yeah, New we, Jersey. We, we, all crowd in. we were at the one a couple years ago and we like we were like, where's a place to eat? And it was the Cheesecake Factory. Like, that was the option. There was a Cheesecake Factory at a mall. <laughs> what more do you need, though? They got everything there. Come on, they got the menus. They have everything. The man. menu's the biggest awesome. menu of yeah. all restaurants ever. That's right. Have you ever actually read the whole menu of Cheesecake Factory? Hey, I, I, you don't sleep on the buffalo chicken wontons. I know that sounds like it's a cultural appropriation and also terrible, but... <laughs> They're delicious. Like they're legitimately delicious. I'm not a cheesecake factory person, but that's my thing. It's an appetizer. I would. I know to get that when yeah, I go I there. I don't have to you go. Would to the, just order like three plates of that. Oh yeah, let's go. Yes, yeah, we'll yeah. and then cheesecake, obviously. Yeah. You know, uh, Cameron. Thank you so much, my friend. This was so much fun. Uh, so excited for uh, your next venture uh, with the movies and General Hospital and whatever else is uh, going to be there. And we'll be rooting for you and here to hang out anytime you want to. Uh, love you guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show again. You Thanks, got it, Ken. buddy. And may we be the first to wish you at this point in time a, a very Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas back at you. Neck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live. And yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray, set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to BrambleJamPodcast.com for more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad free. You can go to BrambleJamPlus.com.